Okay, everybody. We are one night removed from maybe one of the most historic events ever in the history of college football. And I really wanted to have this reaction for all of us to share together for this special instant reaction. Now, guys, history was made on December 28th, 2023 with the Pop-Torts Bowl. Now, can we describe the Pop-Torts Bowl for anybody who doesn't watch college football? Well, it's just like any other bowl game, except you have Pop-Tarts as a sponsor. So just like you have, think of any sponsored bowl over the last, what, 20, 30 years. It's just a sponsored name for a bowl game. And in this bowl game, you had Kansas State and North Carolina State. So Kansas State won over NC State, I should preface by saying, by a score of 28 to 19. It's like Kansas State had the lead and never gave it back. I saw the first part of the game. They really had a good first drive there. Now, I told my dad this because we were watching the game at Hurricane Wings. And I told my dad the winner of the bowl game is going to have a trophy. But it's not just any trophy. It's a trophy that has a toaster with two Pop-Tarts in it. And he thought that was so amazing. And you know, my dad, if he thinks something in football is amazing, then you know he's on board with this. But that's not the big thing in this game. After the game is why we're doing this. Because after the game... Let's check what you want to describe to the audience. Well, here's what happens. First of all, we had, for three hours, while they were playing the football, we had a human-sized Pop-Tart. A guy in a Pop-Tart suit, dancing around, making a fool of himself. And then, when all was said and done... I have to read the the Variety article. The first ever Pop-Tarts Bowl introduced the college football fans to a life-sized, actually edible Pop-Tarts mascot that was gleefully lowered into a giant toaster and ravenously devoured by players Thursday night. Named Strawberry... <laughs> The Pop-Tarts mascot immediately went viral on social media for its sacrificial yet delicious execution after the college football game ended. Now, anybody who knows me knows I love Pop-Tarts. Give me some wild berry. I got you. Unfortunately, you know what? Strawberry is okay, too. I like strawberry. Okay, I'm disagreeing. I'm a fan of the chocolate fudge. That's been my go-to for years. No, cherry Pop-Tarts. You're all entitled to your wrong opinions. That's fine. I know Chico said the mascot was edible. Not really. What you saw in the game was not edible. We'll get into how it became edible. There's not really any sort of trickery involved or, or magic or sacrifice of some unwilling college student in a mascot costume. We'll get to that in a second. Greg? Okay. Well, 
after Kansas State was awarded their trophy, the big fun began. It was time for the mascot to be eaten. So the mascot got into a giant toaster and was lowered down to be cooked while holding a sign that said, dreams really do come true. (laughs) All the while he was being lowered into the toaster, what was playing over the PA? Don't Stop Believing, was it? No, it was Donna Summer and Kaigo's remix of Hot Stuff. Oh, Hot Stuff. (laughs) And then what came going down was this giant edible Pop-Tart. But here's the thing. Everybody on Kansas State went for the frosting. They didn't go for the crust. And the frosting. They just went straight for the frosting. Frosting's the second best part of a Pop-Tart. Everybody knows the filling. The filling is where you make your money at. But nobody went for the outside crust. I think that's what Greg's actually going for, because we did talk about this earlier today, and yeah, everybody went for, as Greg and, and Chico alluded to, they went for the frosting and they went for the filling, but nobody touched that crust around the, the outside. Well, that's the downside of having a six-foot-tall Pop-Tart. You have all that excess bread. It's nothing but bread. Well, not really bread, but I get your point. And and I'll be the first to admit this. The way I eat a Pop-Tart is I basically like, almost like what you do with like a sandwich, since Chico just mentioned bread, where you eat around the crust and then you have just like the filling and the frosting remaining. It's not bad when you have a little bit of that edge, uh, that toasty part, but when you've got a six foot long and probably I'm guessing three foot wide Pop-Tart, you've got a lot of that edge and nobody wants to have a mouthful of that edge. I'm sorry. There's just no flavor to it. That's what it is. Not compared to like the jam or the frosting, especially when the jam and the frosting just go together, you know? I got a question. What do you think the Pop-Tart mascot was thinking? Like the mascot was born literally just to be eaten. That's the whole purpose of its life. It was born for this game. I think all I had a concept of is that it was going to be eaten at the end of the night. It couldn't wait to be eaten. It got lowered in the toaster. It was so excited to be eaten. And it was eaten. You know me. I am a Buddhist. I <laughs> How are you tying Buddhism to this? I want to hear Wait, 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 wait. Mike? I'm cool. I, I, just, I want to okay, hear this so it's connection. Like, okay. It's like, Greg, you said it yourself. The, the the oversized Pop-Tart was built for this moment. It is this Frankenstein's creature's dharma to be consumed by those who love Pop-Tarts. This reminds me of something out of the movie Sausage Party. Oh, jeez! Oh, A Sausage Party reference! There's a deep cut. 
I've seen Sausage Party. That's not a cut I want to get into. I was curious throughout the entire movie, like, is this movie going to end with them all being eaten? If it had ended with them all being eaten, it would have been, like, the greatest movie of all time and the greatest ending since Citizen Kane. Okay, I, uh, my mind's blown. Sausage Party would have had the best ending since Citizen Kane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, remember, I went to Avengers Endgame hoping that Ant-Man was going to come out of Thanos' <laughs> no! you-know-what and expand. No, no, no. But I want to share with you all the tragic scene after it was all said and done. Look at that. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's all bloodied up and eaten. <laughs> That's not blood. <laughs> That's jam, my friend. Jam. Jam is the blood of the pop tart. <laughs> oh God, I could make you know I could make an obvious joke about the blood and the body of Christ, but I'm not going to. No, you're a good Buddhist. Don't sacrifice yourself in that way. I'm not going to fall on that grenade. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is instantly better than the cheese it ball which was the previous sponsor of this ball. This ball has had, like, many sponsors the last 30 years. But I want this to be permanent. I want the Pop-Tarts ball to stay. Wouldn't this be a great yearly tradition? Okay, so among the previous names of this game, the Sunshine Football Classic, which... It was founded under in 1990 by defunct media company Raycom. Then we had the Blockbuster Bowl. Oh, I remember when it was the Blockbuster Bowl. Then there was the CarQuest Bowl. Yeah, I remember when it was the CarQuest Bowl. The Micron PC Bowl. The Tangerine Bowl. The Champs Sports Bowl. Hey, remember Champs Sports? I'm noticing a trend here that all the sponsors of this game don't exist any longer. No, CarQuest still exists. Well, okay, CarQuest is the one exception, but you know, Mike run PC. Postscript after the fact, Champs Sports still exists too. The Russell Athletic Bowl. The Camping World Bowl. And then, in 2020, it was the Cheez-It Bowl. And you know what the winner got? A Gatorade bath of Cheez-Its. Well, last night, the winner got, supposedly, a Gatorade bath of Pop-Tart dust. Oh, that's great. Oh, and I'm sure... You know, the coach of uh, the winning team, Kansas State, loved getting doused in that and then getting doused in Gatorade. Oh, if that coach didn't shower like 10 minutes after he got off the field, 
He'd be like covered with bugs. That's just like bug bait. No, he wanted to stay. He wanted to eat the Pop-Tart. I get that, but at the same time, I really don't want to be like a magnet for insects, for creepy crawlies that enjoy that type of stuff. Well, guys, I'm going to give you another perspective on all of this. Greg knows this and Chico knows this, but our listeners probably don't know this. My cousin uh, is a cameraman, freelance essentially, has been doing camera work for many entities over the last 20 to 25 years. Uh, he was one of the primary cameramen on uh, the PBA tour on ESPN about 20 years ago. And currently he does camera work for uh, Raw. So every Monday night he's wherever Raw is. And uh, by chance on Christmas Eve, he said, hey, I'm going to do the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And he even said, they're going to have an edible mascot. So immediately, like everybody in our family at this Christmas party pulls up our phones and takes a look at what the Pop-Tarts Bowl is. And we all had a good laugh. It's like, okay, this is something we really need to see. Fast forward to Friday morning. So this is about, uh, I'd say, 18 hours after the game ended. I texted my cousin as he was probably either back home or as he was flying back from uh, Orlando. And I said to him, tell me you were behind the camera when the mascot went into the toaster last night. That should be at the top of your highlight reel. And he says, I was pretty close next to the toaster. That entire game was just hilarious. I can't wait to see what they come up with next. And I said, they cannot do better. I was flipping between the end of that game and the Browns game, just anticipating the uh, ultimate, I don't want to say demise, but I'll say demise of the Pop-Tarts mascot. And then Greg actually asked a question. He said, did my cousin at least have some of the mascots? So I asked my cousin this, and he said, I wish it was a zoo down there. They all wanted to devour the mascot. It was like a scene out of a zombie movie. But that picture you showed, it looked like there was a lot of the mascot left. I don't know if that was you know, the complete carnage, but that wasn't totally devoured. Like I said, someone should have gone after the crust and tried it out. I'm still creeped out about that eyeball that was still on the thing. That was something that creeped me out, too, is when Pop-Tart came out of the toaster. That didn't pop out of the toaster like a toaster usually would. There was like a little side door where the Pop-Tart came out. And if you looked at its eyes, it was winking when it came out. Yeah. smiling i'm sorry you're being burned to your death and you're smiling and winking i was made for this moment (laughs) maybe the pop tart wanted to when he got cleaned out of the thing he wanted to show how happy he was that he was going to get eaten by winking at kansas state mike is just in stunned silence this is like hansel and gretel gone like entirely wrong yeah, the witch tries to bake the kids in the oven and and all that. <laughs> the ultimate goal was the witch wanted to eat the kids. And obviously, you know, she uh, got the roles reversed and uh, 
she ended up cooked. <laughs> I think that's the closest we'll ever have to true cannibalism on U.S. television. Let me just say this. The Pop-Torts mascot as far as football games on Thursday night go had more lively eyes than Robert Sala did. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> because everybody knows Robert Sala is dead before the eyes. Dead behind the eyes. That's what we call Todd Bowles face. Seriously, Sala had no emotion last night. I mean, I loved every minute of it for obvious reasons. But you didn't see any sort of fire in in his anything. I mean, you didn't see him like yelling. You didn't see him screaming. You didn't see him pumping up the team. He just sat there sort of like like Tom Poston in a head-to-head match. Huh? Well, I'm supposed to coach? Oh, no. <laughs> we're, we're down 34-7. Oh, no. We're losing to a 39-year-old quarterback. Oh, no. That we had last year. Oh, no. And I couldn't coach last year because I don't know anything about the offense. Still don't. He doesn't know anything about offense that was pitiful i mean the defense i'll give him credit the defense looked good last night but oh boy that was bad woody johnson everybody let's bring it back to the hurts bowl you know my cousin said it best like i said he was the cameraman at this or one of the cameramen how are they going to do better next year Honestly, I think the one way they could do better is you have the Pop-Tarts mascot and you have his girlfriend. Oh, yes. So one of them is like flavored strawberry and the other is flavored cherry or whatever flavor you want to put in there. And they go down together and you get two Pop-Tarts out. (laughs) Well, they better top it next year. This should be a yearly tradition. And you know what? I bet we'll be here to cover next year. Right here. And it was a thing on TV. Thanks for listening to this instant reaction. And we'll see you with some more stuff later on down the pike. Roll! Hey, is the whammy here? I want to ask him something. <laughs> yes! Hey, whammy, I got a question. Do you find the Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot delicious? Don't look at me. I'm just like, I'm as like baffled as you are. He has no response. He's just looking at me. Do you want to eat the Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot, Whammy? Would you like to eat him? No response. Oh, I see what you're doing, Whammy. You're paying tribute to Robert Saul with those dead eyes. <laughs> you want to know if I'll eat a mascot? When did this become NC-17? Good night, everybody. <laughs> Greg said it, not me. He said, would I eat a mascot? You just saw the edible mascot. He came out.
out of a toaster, a giant toaster, minutes before kickoff. Can you really put the frosted ones in a toaster, though? Well, here's the sad part of the story. After the game, he will be devoured, he will die, and he will be his own last meal. <laughs> Amazing.